Hello and welcome to episode 102 of NOLO Time. My name is Hobet Velez and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Joel Young. What's good, NOLO Time? Good to be with you again, Obed, episode 102. Wow, it's going to be a passionate one, guys. Buckle up, get your seatbelts ready. This uh, plane is taking off. Yeah, I'm so excited. I got a little tongue tight there, man. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Joe, we got, yeah, dude, this week has been bananas, man. So we have a lot, a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, We're going to try and jump in as soon as we can. Uh, Joel does have a few things. But before we jump in, Joel, uh, we do want to announce the winner or one of the winners from our 100 episode giveaway. Um, and this uh, contestant, let's call him contestant, um, picked Assassin's Creed. So his name's Charles, and congratulations, Charles. You will be getting Assassin's Creed, the Ezio collection. Woo! From my dude over here. Um, Joel wrote, uh, he, uh, Charles wrote us an email. Uh, it, was, uh, it was pretty good. And I want to go ahead and, and go through the list that uh, he, he actually gave us a top 10. That's why he won. That's right. Because he went above and beyond the requirements for, for the giveaway. Uh, but I do want to give him a shout out, man, because this list, uh, there's, there's like four. I'll see. Um, one. Oh, wait, hold on. There's uh, for sure one, two, three games that are on my top 10. Uh, if you go back and listen to, I think episode nine was our our top ten, um, and yeah, so Mega Man X is on my top ten. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater was my number one, and uh, Zelda Link to the Past. Uh, I think that was like my number four or five. I want to say I can't remember, but yeah, very solid list. And I'll go through the list. So it's uh, number ten, Fear. Number nine, uh, Ninja Turtles: Turtles in Time. Um, that's that was that got a, a like a special shout out from me on that on that episode um, because I do love that game as well. Um, the uh, oh, oh actually no, Batman Arkham Asylum. I think it was on my on my list, but I think I cheated. Uh, I think I put like that and um, and and Arkham City. I can't remember, man. That was so long ago, Joe. I can't. Re- I can't remember this thing. I'm doing too old. So yeah, Arkham at number. Uh, Arkham Asylum at number eight. Arkham Asylum is my pick too for the Arkham series because it's more, uh, it's more enclosed, more a more condensed experience. Uh, true uh, to the form Metroidvania evolution of the Metroidvania formula. Um, Sonic Adventure at number seven for the Dreamcast. Uh, played that one as well. Loved that game too. Uh, Mega Man X was at number six. Metal Gear Solid Three was number five for him. Uh, WWE 2K13 was his number four. Pokemon Gold Silver 3. Marker 64, solid choice. And number two and number one was linked to the past. So congratulations, Charles. Here's a... Yeah. And Joe will be getting to you to get um, the uh, game. We do have a potential winner for Metal Gear, but we're, we're, we're waiting to hear back from that person. If we do not hear back from that person, we'll announce it on social media. Uh, next week um, and that game is going to go back into a giveaway rotation so yeah, anyway, we, we, and, we have a, we have runners up so if you know yeah we got we got emails, guys exactly we got runners up so is that uh, we're going to give them a week uh, if uh, if that person does not respond then we'll 
we'll go to the next one. So, uh, yeah, this was pretty fun, Jill. Hopefully we can do this again and, uh, and yeah, uh, uh, and get some of our favorite stuff out there for, uh, some of the listeners or viewers. So yeah, congrats again, Charles. And it's a solid list. Um, Joel, you had the opportunity to go to star Wars galaxy's edge at Disney's Hollywood studios here at Walt Disney world. Uh, on Sunday for the Passholder preview. Um, I've seen some impressions. I want to stay sort of spoiler-free for the most part. So give us your spoiler-free impressions of Galaxy's Edge. Galaxy's Edge is just that. You feel like you're on the edge of the galaxy. Uh, when I was there, uh, I had a group of people with me and we were discussing, you know, like how we're, the stuff that we liked that was in there. And I said to the, to, the, to the person with me, I said, you know, man, like Hollywood Studios out of all the Disney parks, it just went from like middle of the pack. Of like, I like this, this park to just like elite level park. And the response of the individual was, oh my gosh, I forgot I was even in Hollywood Studios. <laughs> that literally that good obed that's awesome um that's yeah it's 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 very large um there's I, I actually have on me here the actual preview pamphlet that they gave to us here um and you know we have a full-on map of how big it is there is 11 different spots uh you know mixture between uh stores uh experiences uh a, one ride that's open um the uh you know restaurants um and those sort of things right uh, so 11 different things that they had on the map there but not everything is open not everything was open for us to fully experience it was cool for a preview that um you know they they didn't pack us in too much it was, it was, it was a comfortable amount of people for you i waited for the uh smugglers run ride for um uh, 45 minutes half an hour roughly between that time I don't think I'll ever see that wait time again for like another, you know, a couple of years, probably. Um, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a fantastic ride. And, um, you know, but, but really what you guys that are star Wars fans, you have to understand you're, you're asking yourselves, is this really this, this jaw dropping? Is this really this amazing thing? If you are as sweaty of a star Wars nerd as someone like myself or even Obed, you will have the child and you come alive. Uh, the moment I walked in, um, it's it's very uh, like a slow burn. Like you 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 come in, and the, the deeper and deeper you get into Galaxy's Edge, the more and more, dare I say it, sweatier you get <laughs> from from the awesomeness. They they hit you they hit you nice and, and easy, and then they just go crazy right up until you get to the area where the Millennium Falcon is outside. The second that I got over this little. Um, this little edge where they actually, where you can actually see the galaxy's edge, uh, you know, Falcon, and see that this these cliffs. I literally held my arms up. There was chills, literally, deep coming on me. <laughs> it's that beautiful. It's amazing. Um, they have a nice uh, marketplaces that are that are really cool. Um, the actual cast members are really awesome because they really stay in character. They stay in the Star Wars world. Uh, you you ask them about Galaxy's Edge. They don't know what that is. They say we're on Batuu. I don't know what you mean by Galaxy's oh, okay. Edge. This is where yeah. they are. You you ask them about um, you know hey do you, do you know about this person or that person? We don't know who they are because you know it's it's maybe it's prequel you know films and they're very much in the current films. 
Um, so you won't see at least the impression I got based off the preview is that he won't be seeing Darth Maul walking around, but we did have like Ray is just literally just casually walking around. And when stormtroopers comes around, she just hides literally is hiding from them off and in the corners or whatever. And tells you to, you know, don't, don't rat them out. You know, they're coming for me or whatever. And you know, it's, it, it's, it's so cool, dude. Like Chewbacca's just hanging out, walking around as well. Um, so he actually cool thing about Chewbacca is he can actually get to the Falcon and get close up to it. There's like a, a barrier where you know you can't get too close to it, but he actually can get around and go out there. So Chewbacca is literally walking around the Falcon. The Falcon gives off exhaust, dude. Like it literally sounds like it's running. It gives off exhaust on the side. It's got like blaster, like you know, um, as if it's been like shot in battle, or whatever. Like very mm. authentic. And like literally Chewbacca is going up and like trying to like fix the Falcon, dude. And he's oh, banging cool. the top of it. What I mean, it's 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 just such a great, great time, man. The blue milk is out there. Uh, the blue milk is pretty good. It's actually all dairy free for those of you that might be um, lactose intolerant or just there. So it, it's a dairy free milk. Um, so you can everyone can try it. Uh, it's 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 really good. They also have the green milk, but it's more, it's more like a cidery kind of taste. Um, from, from when I tested it out, the blue milk is really where it's at. That's the best thing. Uh, did not get to get into the cantina. Uh, that's reservation based. I would have loved to have gotten in there, but um, pictures and stuff I've seen, it's, it looks amazing. Build your own lightsaber, another cool thing. Did not get to go in there. Okay. You have this really cool build your own droid in there. Um, that's kind of cool because, like, you literally build it and act, it, it's not just like a toy. It's like it's an actual droid you can control and move and do whatever you want. Um, there's a lot of stuff in there, Obed. There's going to be more to come. Uh, August 29th is when it opens. I was waiting to post on social media, uh, like some of the photos and stuff that I took until this episode came out. Now that the episode is uh, is going to be dropping now that you guys are hearing it, I'll put out on social media some of those pictures and stuff that I took. Uh, you will see a ginormous smile on my face because it's just a great time. Nice. So it's definitely worth it. That's awesome, man. Um, I, uh, I can't wait. I'm probably going to wait until next year. Hopefully, uh, I'm thinking sometime in January because I know that the um, the other ride opens in December. So I'm hoping to go sometime in January when it's not crowded, weather's nice. Uh, if not, then we will try and make it out for my daughter's next birthday next year. So yeah, yeah. So we'll do that. Uh, I I am in no hurry of getting to fight crowds. So oh yeah. Uh, so I'm good. I'm good. Uh, yeah. I mean, I love theme parks, but that it's been a uh, a constant issue where it's it's just too crowded and you go there and you can't do anything. And and it's a big problem that Disney's been having for a while. And I think that's part of um their their pricing model now that they're making it a little bit a little bit harder to for people to, to get in into the park because it's just it's just too much. Although I've seen video at Disneyland where there's like no one. Yeah. Their D- galaxies Disneyland, there. Disneyland in general is suffering. So yeah, you know, that's not a Disney world issue, but <laughs> yeah, it's never been. Yeah. I mean, it, it was an issue here back, uh, say 2007. Right. 2000, yeah. Yeah. From 2007, 2010, it was pretty rough. Um, cause I was at Disney, I was working at Disney yeah. at that time and I can tell you, man, it was rough, but, um, but I can, I can see where uh, that could be an issue, and I, I'm glad they're holding back on the fast passes, and I'm and I'm glad that they're trying to be a lot more organized. Uh, the uh, the Mickey ride uh, got delayed until next spring. The it's opening where 
the great movie ride used to be. So when that opens, uh, that'll definitely make that park um, top two at Disney World because, um, I mean, Epcot's a war zone right now. They're tearing down the pretty much the entire, like the entire half, first half of the park is getting torn down. So, so that's going to be rough for the next couple of years. Uh, and, of course, Magic Kingdom has some renovations going on, too. Uh, they're ramping up for the 50th, 50th anniversary. So, um, yeah, I mean, I can't wait to go and experience it, man. It's going to be awesome. So, Absolutely. Wait, yeah. wait until you step into the Falcon, dude. It's exact replica. It's yeah, replica. that's awesome, man. Yeah, from what, I, from what I've seen, is, is, um, it looks pretty authentic. So, so I can't complain about that. Yep. Um, Joel, let's go ahead and jump into what's been more than likely the biggest news topic this week. So we usually leave, leave like the big stuff for last, right? But, but we just want to engage this one as soon as we could. Um, there was, we were talking, like I was in the office on Tuesday, we were talking and, um, and I, I randomly checked Twitter and as soon as I check it, I see that there's again a rights dis- negotiations going on between uh, Marvel and Sony, and it's affecting the potential future of Spider-Man um, in the MCU as we know it. Um, and this happened like instant, like 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 I saw it, and it was like 30 seconds ago posted kind of thing like it was like as soon as it came out we heard about it and and you were like in shock and disbelief you're like no way dude no, this can't be true and you sort of just googled it and found the deadline article and and it just like um i mean i'm not surprised that this happened but i'm surprised that it happened so soon I wasn't I wasn't expecting this problem to rear its ugly head now because of how well um, Far From Home did. I, I was expecting this thing to be like a 2021 thing where it was still kind of like in the middle of of you know uh, the next Spider-Man movie and whatever the next Avengers project will be. Um, I was not expecting this to to happen this year. Um, I mean, what can I say? Uh, again, I'm disappointed. That's the, that's the same reaction that everyone gets, even including Sony and Disney. It's, it's like, I'm disappointed. Um, I don't want, not that I don't want the rights to Spider-Man to go back to Sony, right? I mean, legally they still own the rights and we know that they're more than capable of handling a decent Spider-Man project, right? We saw it with the first two Sam Raimi movies. We saw we saw it with the first Incredible Spider-Man. We saw it with Spider-Verse. So we know that they can do a good Spider-Man project. That's not the problem. The problem is Tony Stark died for nothing. That's where the problem comes. That, that that's that's when everything falls apart for me, man. Um, because um, Marvel made the choice of making this gigantic sacrifice of basically the main character or of their core universe to s- save Spider-Man primarily. And and now it's like, I mean, what's going to happen? 
and and that's where I'm at right now. Again, Sony put out a thing saying, no, no, a few hours after the first article from Deadline came out, um, uh, Deadline and, you know, so I, I guess someone from Sony reached out to Deadline or, or something like that. Yeah, and they said, it was like, no, um, this, is, this is part of ongoing negotiations. You know, nothing's concrete yet. Um, speculation is that Disney wants to have this ironed out by tomorrow morning. So we're recording Thursday the 22nd. So tomorrow, Friday the 23rd, Disney, it's Disney 23 uh, or D23, the uh, uh, D23 convention. So rumor is that they want to have this ironed out by tomorrow morning because this was going to be a big part of D23. And now they don't know what to do. Um, Jill, give us a, a little insight on, on what the original deal was and what what supposedly Disney wants out of this now. Yeah, so the original deal uh, struck back right around the time that Civil War was being uh, created was basically um, Feige and Disney reached out to Sony and said, you know, they were just finished doing their um, Amazing Spider-Man 2, which made money. They've not lost any money on any of their Spider-Man movies. Uh, we're talking we're talking $700 million uh, film. So it's not that they were losing money. They just were critically um, being slammed. So you, you have the film before that didn't do critically well, then the film after that, that just was like, not even like decent. It was at the bottom critically. Uh, and then, you know, where do you go with your franchise? Disney comes knocking Feige and they basically made an offer of, look, you give us the ability to use Spider-Man in our uh, three of our movies. So that was going to be, um, that was Civil War, Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame. And then we, we loan him for, we get him for free. Uh, Sony did not get anything out of that, 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 that part, right? But what they did get is that basically in the uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home, the two Sony created Spider-Man films, um, those films would be entirely funded by Sony, distributed by Sony, but the creative and producing rights would go directly to Kevin Feige. So it was completely the vision of Marvel Studios. Um, and then on top of that, so, so Sony pays for, to make the movie, Pony, Sony pays to, to distribute the movie. They end up, Marvel creates, creates the movie. And then when the movie comes out, Disney gets 5% back on the distribution. So by 5% of the, the um, box office, essentially they got back on each of those films. Um, of course, you know, when you look at it from a business standpoint, you might, you, 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 at first you might look at it and be like, well, that was, that was Disney being generous, but that actually made sense because Disney also has entire part of that original Marvel acquisition. They have full merchandising, um, rights to, uh, Spider-Man. So when Sony puts out a movie based on Spider-Man, anything that's, um, you know, the, the, the action figures or any of those stuff coming out, that stuff had to go through the Disney and yeah. that money came right back to Disney. They only got money off the box office. Yeah, correct. That, that goes through Disney consumer products. They exactly. handle, they handle all that Spider-Man merchandising. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, so basically taking a step back, looking at it, the, the, the next step is of them renegotiating this deal is that Disney comes in, uh, according to Deadline Stories, right, is that Disney comes in and says, uh, for your upcoming uh, Spider-Man projects and upcoming Spider-Man property films, which would be like Venom 2, 
and Morbius and, um, and Craven, all those kinds of things, right? Those would all be uh, a part of a, a, a new deal that Disney would make with Sony where basically uh, they would still have Sony paid to distribute the film, sell Pony, Sony, create the films. Marvel comes in and basically uh, does the creative again, but now from a box office return, it's split entirely 50-50. And at that point, uh, Sony said, "That's just that's too much. We can't do that." Uh, and pulls out uh, pulls out a counter offer and says, "Let's go back to the five percent. You can get five percent. You can do creative on all these movies, but you can get five percent back in box office on all of these movies and still get Spider Man in your films." And that's when literally it gets shut down. According to these reports, it was all the way from the top. Bob I- Bob Iger says, "No, it's not. That's no deal." They pull out of it. Door gets closed on 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 Feige and these guys. He doesn't even get a producing credit on any of the upcoming films, which is interesting because even um, even like the Amazing Spider-Man movies, Feige still got a producer credit on those films. He would yeah. get absolutely nothing right now, according to these the situation that they're in now. Uh, and, and basically, as we have it, um, the MCU and Sony and Spider-Man, uh, Sony, are no longer a thing. Sony goes ahead and, and makes their, their, their two upcoming films planned with Tom Holland and John Watts. Although there's been discussions about would there be legal loopholes where because of Marvel being the original creative, could they pull something contractually and say, look, like you can't use Tom Holland like this because of affecting their brand. And there's been talks about that. Maybe they would actually have to recast all over again. That's not been said further. Um, there, that, but that's a real thing that could actually happen if, yeah. they, if they were to continue down the line because of Marvel protecting their IP and the connection to it. I mean, it, it becomes a cluster of just pain for everyone altogether. And that's why I think Sony's disappointed. And of course, Disney's disappointed as well. But I think this deadline article, Obed, is definitely something that was leaked by Disney, in my opinion. I think that this is the kind of the narrative that 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 would make Disney and make MCU fans excited. Yeah. And what Sony put out was damage control, right? Like, yep. look, we're we, we're not any happy about this either. Yeah, I think um, based on on research and what uh, a lot of people in social media have seen trends and whatnot. It seems like, yeah, this was something that that Disney put out there to steer the the fan base and to, you know, have the fan base go against Sony. It's like, yo, what are you doing? No, we need this. We need this. We need this. Which which could work. I agree. I mean, mean, tactic could work. Um, There's rumors that Disney was having Twitter bots uh, spamming hashtags out there, which I don't I don't doubt, you know, it's their brand and they're going to go again. um, We go back to uh, Disney having this uh, zeal and being very protective of their, all of their IPs, whether, you know, from Mickey mouse to Luke Skywalker, you know, they have this thing, right. And, and, and steering the fan base uh, was um, in my, in my opinion, uh, a very um, a genius strategic marketing move uh, on their on their part. Whoever came up with like let's leak this, let's let's have the fans take care of it, right? Um, I, I think it was a genius move from from whoever came up with this idea, and uh, you know making making initially making Sony look like the bad guys, but you know at the end of the day. You, you have to go in and dig deeper and know the ins yep. and outs and, and know the deal. And um, 
you have to go back to the original deal where, you know, Sony got this rights for like a bag of Cheetos and a Dwight Howard trading card, basically, you know, and <laughs> so um, you, you, you have to go back to that and you have to keep putting, keep putting, you know, uh, this, this entire thing in perspective. Um, I, again, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to take sides because the right side is for Spider-Man to, to continue being in the MCU as it stands now. Um, I think it's the, the best choice for both studios. Um, and is the, is what the fans want. Um, even if it takes another year of negotiations, you know, you have time until the next Spider-Man project or whatever. Because uh, you probably won't get started until sometime next year. So you still have a few months, you know, to talk about it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I've i seen, you know, um, again, people on, on both ends, on both ends, again, saying, hey, we're disappointed. Uh, but we do see that they're trying to work. It's like, uh, you know, this is, but uh, you know, a, a, a speed bump on, uh, you know, on the on the what it's with Spider-Man in the MCU. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I've seen some real good memes out of this thing, though. Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's been great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. One one that I saw um this morning that I really liked is um, uh, Rocket Raccoon with a Disney uh, uh logo over his head Time saying, "Hey, yeah, hey, my- yeah, talking to Winter Soldier is like, hey, how much for the for Spider Man? And and Winter Soldier has a Sony logo over his face, like it's not for sale. Well, how much for the entire company? <laughs> so, or how much for the get that company? Yeah, I mean, I to be honest with you, Joel, I could see, I could see Sony selling Sony Pictures. They're really not making any money out of it right now. Um. I, I mean, Sony, the, the when you go back to Sony, and, and I'm talking Sony from PS1 to PS3, because that's that's the old Sony. Um, so when, when that was going on, you know, and Sony was really hard on, you know, Columbia Pictures and all these other things that they were doing with, uh, with their brand and PlayStation and their TVs and home theaters and all this stuff that was doing well back then. Um, you know, all, all, all things work together to create this big thing right now, right? To to create this big company, you know, conglomerate, basically, because Sony in, in itself, like Disney, is multiple companies, right? Uh, you know, PlayStation is not Sony Pictures and it's not Sony Mobile. It's not uh, Consumer Electronics. You know, they're all separate divisions. So... At the end of the day, you know they could very well sell that division because that Sony is not making any money with that with with Sony Pictures. Uh, I think maybe this year, maybe their best year ever, um, because we're we we had um, Spider Verse late last year, which did really well. Uh, sales for that did really well. Then uh, Far From Home comes in. Uh, other than that, Joe, I mean, what what else does Sony has? Well, they, I mean, last year, like you mentioned, they had the Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse, which was a massive hit, wins best uh, best animated picture at the Oscars. They also had uh, Venom come out, also a, a billion, a nearly billion dollar film as well, regardless of the critic responses. 
Um, then you had, like I said, Spider-Man Far From Home come out this year, over a billion dollars on that. You've got upcoming uh, Jumanji 2, which is uh, highly anticipated as well. Bond 25 upcoming. That's also co-done co, um, by Sony Pictures. Yeah, They've got a few things in the canon that they're definitely leaning on and hoping that's going to make them do well. Yeah. But it's not like they're out here making, you know, you know, blockbusters every so often. It's just, it's definitely, uh, you know, they have enough, I think, to keep their boat swimming for right now. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think the, uh, um, the Sony Pictures has had, have had a, a, a leadership problem for a while now and we've talked about it on the podcast uh, you know quite a few times back when originally when venom was announced and when homecoming was announced and all these things right uh we're talking about the flying sandwich you know when we make fun of it you know often um there's a there's a problem at at sony pictures that I, i think needs to be addressed uh i think those guys are 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 you know basically winging it over there um, and I think it's it's time for for uh, for the CEO to you know wrangle them up and it's like hey you guys need to freaking work on this thing. Uh, I mean I'm surprised Cas Harai uh, didn't wrangle them because you know Cas was cleaning house and and I'm just surprised that he didn't go in there. I was like yo you guys need to like take it back a couple steps and you know, take, make some right choices. Of course, Kaz Harai was uh, Sony CEO when the Spider-Man deal was done. That's right. Things are different. Again, we go back to uh, Sony having basically what was their former CFO as their CEO now, you know, finances and, and this and that. Um, but at the end of the day, man, uh, I mean, Sony is a PlayStation company. Sony's a gaming company now through and through. They they should get rid of Sony Pictures. I don't think Sony Pictures is. I don't think there's a lot of value for them in that, right? Because uh, for every Venom, they have you know a hundred other flops throughout the year, and you know that's a big problem. They are very inconsistent uh, with their films. Uh, yes, they do have some franchises, but you know again. It's unfortunate that it all has to go back to a you know a media monopoly like what what Disney is trying to to basically do, um, but Disney's looking out for their IP and if it if it means buying another movie studio you know they'll they'll probably do it you know. Yeah, I think I definitely think that there's a good chance that we will get this deal. Um, renegotiated very very soon maybe even by the time that the next day of this coming out but um yeah, so what you the, said yeah you know well, yeah maybe maybe like by tomorrow morning maybe when when uh when our audience gets to hear this episode things may be different who knows yeah and, and um i you know not to rehash what you said but like you know like you mentioned in the very beginning iron man did not die for this uh, anyone that I'm uh, not spoiler alerts, like everyone's seen Avengers Endgame, right? Sorry, we've been talking about it for a while. And then, you know, Spider Man Far From Home has been out also for a bit now. So I think we could talk about it too and say, look, oh, when Happy Hogan says, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Hey, look, when, <laughs> this is why, this, I think this is why people were so riled up because this, that movie's, you know, uh, was a $2 billion. I don't want to be exaggeratory, but it's almost on the track there uh, for, uh, for a film. People, people went out in droves and watched it, enjoyed the film. Happy Hogan says, like, look, Iron Man died for you because he iron man died because he didn't want the world to not have a spider-man in it and like when you hear that you're like oh my gosh that's fantastic 
just to undo all of that uh, really is going to hurt them. That's the problem. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Marvel Studios, it definitely will make it weird, but it won't hurt them. But when you look at from the, what Sony's creative standpoint, I think they're, you know, I understand from a business standpoint, you can't do the 50-50 split. That, I totally understand that. You would, if I made that deal, I would lose my job as an executive. It's just not good for business. If you understand how that actual breakdown is, they actually lose control of their IP in that deal entirely. But so, at the same time, I mean, when you, when you put things in perspective, right, um, it's... <sighs> How how much? All right, let's 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 do this. Let's fact just fact check this thing on the fly. So, Amazing Spider-Man two. Let's see what the box office is for that. Yeah, I would say about seven eight hundred probably mil. Um, yeah, as Oba's looking this up, like you know, essentially, um, they it's it, when I say that they're losing their the control of their IP, they're still paying distribution costs, and then they get the money back just to kind of break even. That's that's probably not the way they want to conduct it. It's because they don't get anything back manufactured. So it made a it made seven hundred nine million, uh, with an estimated budget of uh, around two fifty. Yeah. Um, so, but if we go to so for far from home box office, so you're putting that at. Come on, box office mojo. Don't die to me. Don't die on me right now. Um, we are we're looking at, yeah, we're looking at a billion. Right. So even even they still get five hundred million dollars out of this thing, plus the the Blu-ray distribution. Yeah. I mean, it's still not a bad deal, dude. It, it, it actually is. I don't I don't have time to go into I don't have time to go into it, but don't believe me for it, guys. Yeah. Look this up yourself. There's some some really good uh economic uh, articles on this kind of stuff that they actually it would be almost like Breakdown, yeah. a 60/40 kind of situation where they actually lose some of the power over over their IP and some money back. So, don't believe me for it. Look it up, guys. I'm not I wouldn't be just saying this if cuz you guys know how I feel about I want this guy definitely to be the MCU. I'm the biggest Spider-Man fan there is. I got Spidey behind me here, my Spidey cap on here. But look, I think that they they hopefully Hopefully, when they when they go back to Disney, hopefully they, it can be reasonable. If they are talking even right now, hopefully it can be reasonable. Even a seventy thirty would be more reasonable of a deal. And uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, Bob Iger could pull Thanos and just say, "Well, we're not even going to talk. We don't need to talk." And then just you know come out uh, of nowhere and say, "How would we buy this company?" You know, I mean, our pictures. We'll see. I think I think I think Iger is. Uh, I mean, he's an executive. We gotta we gotta take our. At the end of the day, he's a businessman, and business aren't it to make money. Um, the but that being said, I think I think Iger is is fairly reasonable when it comes to these things, and when it comes to fan backlash, like what what happened when we when uh, when we got backlash for Last Jedi and Solo, pull the plug on the rest of the uh, the one off movies, and let's concentrate on the on episode nine and we'll, we'll work it out. Right. So he's very reasonable at keeping the fans happy. That's why I think a concession is going to get made somewhere in here. So, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think we'll get a fair deal in the end. Uh, hopefully that's at least my, my, my hope. So stay tuned. Could be more next week. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, don't move it on to some more movie news. The, uh, 
something that happened like five minutes after the Spider-Man stuff broke uh, is that we we officially are going to get uh, a fourth Matrix movie uh, with Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss confirmed. Uh, Lana Wachowski will be directing. Uh, I Okay, so talk about not seeing this coming because this hit me in the face like... Yo, what the heck, dude? Um, I, I was not expecting this at all, uh, but I am very happy because it seems that with both of them being back means that they're going to retcon the sequels, and I'm, and, I, and I'm super happy about that, man. So uh, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, dude. I am so happy to hear. Uh, you know, it's great to hear that that uh, you know, one of the Wachowskis, Elise, is in it and to hear that, uh, you know, both – both of these main cast members are in it. Like they're trying to, it sounds almost like Terminator. Like I don't want to compare it, but like how this is a Terminator movie. It's like, look, we're going to fix some stuff here and give you guys some like, good time because you guys want this. I feel that way about this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this is like to start production in a couple months. This is like beginning of 2020 start filming. Um, yeah. Which means that this thing's already like written. This thing's yes. the, this thing's in pre-production right now. Oh yeah, they did say it's already been written. Uh, you're absolutely right there, and um, you know basically like it was easy to pull the to pull the you know the trigger on this because for um, the people putting the money behind it, the the backing, the finance, the financiers behind it, like they looked at you know the 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 script, seeing how successful it was according to Variety. They also looked at um, how much Keanu Reeves is bringing in at the box office. He says been a crazy yeah. resurgence this last year. I mean, I. The whole John Wick series, I think I've been on record the whole time about the podcast. It's fantastic. If you aren't watching it, you're missing out on great cinema that you would not even suspect. John Wick seems like a simple like thing you just watch on a Saturday or whatever on TV. But these movies are good, dude. Uh, and then you've got, of course, like Toy Story 4 he was in this last year. And, uh, you know, he was, he's, he was even a Netflix movie. I mean, like, there's so many different places I can tell you count who's been this year. Bill and Ted's, uh, uh, Bill and Ted 3 is getting film, it's, it's filming right now. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, and The Matrix, which, I mean, it turns 20 this year. I think it already did. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, one of my favorite movies ever. Um, and, you know, definitely uh, definitely top 10. So um, I'm definitely looking forward to that, Joel. I'm really, really excited about this one. Um, Joel, let's go ahead and take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. Joe, Gamescom's coming on over in Germany uh, over this week. Um, a few announcements that, that are worth talking about um, happened, but something happened while Jeff Keighley's show was, was happening. Um, and Sony went ahead and bought Insomnia Games, man. Um, developers of the... Uh, much beloved Spider-Man for PS4, and uh, and of course you know Ratchet and Clank, uh, the uh, the entire Ratchet and Clank series. They also developed uh, the Spyro games back in the PS1 game, uh, the PS1 days, and um, they have uh, done you know a couple other projects. You know, like uh, Fuse, unfortunately, got focus tested to hell over at EA. Um, and um, and they did Sunset Overdrive for Xbox One, 
uh, that was a launch window uh, title, I believe, for Xbox One, uh, which I heard is very underrated, uh, underappreciated. So, uh, yeah, man, uh, pretty big news if you ask me, man, because these guys have the shops to do uh, large-scale games. They, they've they proven that with Spider-Man. Um, but they also have um, the shops to do smaller projects like that Ratchet & Clank remake, which... Um, I think they did in in a very short period of time, uh, and the game that game is really really good. If you haven't played it, it was free on PSN a while ago, but um, I believe it's like twenty dollars now everywhere. A very very good game, um, but I am really excited about this Joel because Sony now adds um, a serious contender to their. Um, uh, to their portfolio, uh, I know that Microsoft, of course, have been buying up studios. You know, uh, more, more notably Obsidian and Ninja Theory, uh, and um, and you know what, what was the uh, the one they just bought um, uh, during E3? They announced the uh, uh, the Tim Schafer Studio. Ah, I forgot the Psychonauts Studio. Yeah, so. Um, so they got that right, uh, and Sony did not uh, acquire any any studios. So uh, this is a big get. Um, rumor on the street, Joe, is that Sony is looking at other studios to buy. Um, the obvious choice would be Kojima Productions. I don't know if Kojima wants to be under a big uh, a big corporate thing again. Um, I think he wants to probably just stay independent, but. Um, you know, I can see Sony making making some serious moves here uh, pretty soon, man. What do you think? Yeah, I, I do look at this move as preparation for the future, and we're going to talk about in a second about PS5, but I really do think that this is um, a move to kind of um, strongly back and have oversight and control over some stuff that they want to do for the future of PlayStation. Uh, very, I mean, it's just an obvious thing to say, but but when you start looking into what, what's being discussed for PS5, I think this really makes clear sense. Obviously, they worked really well together on that PS4 exclusive for um you know uh spider-man um you know being such a fantastic my for me it was uh the best game of, of the last year it was, it was just a really really good game uh and there's a lot of really good games on ps4 so that's a they are, they are, man it's but, crazy yeah. yeah yeah we're all we're all winners here right so but it's cool like we're talking we're still talking about spider-man dude even the our last thing like, like on the on the record and i've been and i've been gaming since the 2600 yeah like on the record bro like the Dreamcast is still my favorite console. Uh, that that's you know holds a special place in my heart. But but th- to be honest with you, Joe, again going back to I've been gaming for a long time. The the PS4 is is right there at number two, man, because it's just been just the ex- the overall experience with the UI, the the machine itself, online services, and the games. Um. I mean, dude, I, I've had a flawless experience. I don't, I, I again, I, I'm not, I don't ask much for a gaming console. It just freaking work. And it, it does, it works. And that's, and that's what I like about it. So, um, you know, I see a lot of people drawing comparisons with, you know, Oh, Xbox live is better than PSN and this and that. But I, I, I mean, at the end of the day, it gives me what I want. I, I can, I pop in a game. It works. I don't have to finagle around with anything. So, um, yeah, definitely number number two for me, because it's it's, I I mean it's been 
it's incredible. I mean, it's it's the it's, there's there's not been a better time to to be a gamer because of uh, everything you know that's been offered. You know what, where whether it be the mini consoles or you know the the Xbox One X, you know, from everything. Um, I, I think is is just fantastic. A fantastic time to be to be a gamer. So, um, yeah, Joel, I'm sorry, man. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, but with Insomniac, just looking at their list, the titles, looking at what they've put out there, I think, um, like you obviously the clear cut ones that we just talked about Spider Man, Ratchet and Clank, um, being a, a well known, um, you know, PlayStation game. But looking at things like Resistance, um, Sunset Man, Overdrive, totally about Resistance. Yeah, dude, like yeah. there's they've got some stuff in here, Spyro. Um, they've got some stuff on here that definitely um is is well associated with the Sony brand. And so I think um, this is one of those things where like, you know, you're not just getting a company with the hopes of putting out some new stuff, but you also have some well-established things that they can build off of that doesn't continue the brand. So it's a, it's a great um, acquisition for them. Uh, I hope it goes well. I, I, I believe it will go well. I don't see why it wouldn't. Um, but I really think this is indicative of the future of PlayStation as a whole. That, that's, that's why I look at this move. So yeah, it's, it's great news to hear overall. Yeah, could you imagine they bringing a Resistance reboot for PS5, like rebooting Resistance and just doing a... Wouldn't surprise me. Uh, now with the experience they've got from, you know, Spider-Man and all the other games that they worked on, I mean, they they refined Resident Clank, um, uh, you know, and they have the Resistance games under their, you know, their belt. So, man, uh, yeah, that's exciting. When you think about it like that, they can come up and and do. Of course, we're gonna see a new Ratchet and Clank on PS5, and that's sure. gonna look like a Pixar movie. Because I mean, this this <laughs> this last Ratchet and Clank, dude, it looks like a. You know when? Remember when? Uh, uh, back when the PS2 was coming out, and they they said that the PS2 was gonna have Toy Story quality graphics. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you see it now, where you know you played Ratchet and Clank, and it's like you're playing a movie. It's great. Um, I mean, I made a, I made the comment. I think to you, I don't know if if I made the comment on the podcast, um, but I was playing Battlefront one day, yeah. and and my daughter goes to me and says, "Oh, it looks like you're just playing the movie." It's like, yeah, a four year old can see that. You know, Amazing. it's crazy. So, um, you know, I, I I I'm so excited to see what the <laughs> next gen is gonna be now. Because now, now we got Insomniac, right? And exactly. and and then Xbox is doing its thing. They, I know they're gonna they're gonna come out swinging because they need to. Um, but you know, based on 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 everything that we've heard about next gen, it's gonna be mind blowing. So we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll 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 circle back to to that here in a minute. But Joel, do you have the opportunity to see the Death Stranding? Uh, segment of that presentation on gamescom man yeah it was that was uh, a very <laughs> different um surprising <laughs> uh stuff there but but really good insight though more into to what kind of game this is going to be you know i love how how secretive this game has been mm -hmm. how teasing it's been they people know that people think very well of uh, you know, Kojima in general and his work. So like, you know, looking at, at this game more and more, it's, it, it's a good tease. They're not giving away too much. Again, they're just giving us just enough to be interested, but yeah, man, it was, uh, it was very different. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I still don't know what this game is and that, and I think that's what, see, I mean, that's what's, 
I think Kojima's playing the game, right? Because that we we're we're already playing Thread Death Stranding and we don't even know it. Exactly. Because we're we're you know, it started with the first trail trailer and then all all of us piecing stuff together and what does this mean and what is this? Was Guillermo Toro holding a baby and all this stuff, right? Um we were already playing the game. And and this was this is part of of the game. And it, it was like when MGS five was coming out. And the uh, trailers were out there, and then Ground Zeroes comes out. So we're, we've, we're already in. Like, this social experiment that he's doing, it's already on. Um, the thing is that what kind of experience the game is going to be, um, I think he's going to mesh uh, stealth action with, with a new thing uh, that's, that's either never been done before or was done before, but now it's, you know, taken to the next level. Um, from where I can gather, Joel... Uh, I think the game is a so you know when we with PT right we got PT that Kojima was involved in uh and then we get all these other games that are you know what what it's commonly called as uh walking simulators like you know uh Edith Finch and uh, Gone Home and all these things, right? I, I think this is like the next level of that. I think this is a, a traversal simulator where you'd have to get from, you know, different points um, and and not only get from point A to point B, but you have to, there's there's something important that you have. I think that, you know, that cargo that, that Norman Reedus' character has uh, in his back, uh, that is important, and I think that there's going to be delivery spots uh, because at the end of the, uh, you know, uh, we've seen it in the trailer. Um, basically, you're trying to rebuild the U.S. Like the U.S. was, you know, society has gone to crap, you know, uh, and whatnot, and and you're basically tried trying to rebuild the country. And how are you are you going to do it? That that's going to be the game, right? So I am I am super intrigued. Um, the uh, bathroom mechanics were uh, were quite interesting. Surprise! Yeah, yeah, that was pretty. That was very Kojima, right? Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. So, um, and if you go to like Metal Gear, there's usually a uh, a soldier or someone relieving himself somehow, and yeah, it's always there. I think that that's his that's his uh, you know how how Tarantino has the right, foot right. has the foot thing, right? Right. All his movies, there's something with a foot, like like wiggle your big toe and all these things, right? right. So that's Kojima's thing. So, <laughs> so um, I'm I'm again I'm excited for it. I'm gonna I already pre-ordered it, so I'm gonna get it anyway. Nice. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see, man. I I I'm interested. There's so much to know, so much to learn, so much to experience. Like you said, we're already playing it. We just don't know it yet. Absolutely. And that Jeff Keighley cameo was pretty neat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Luden's fan. Um, I think the uh, uh, graphically, the game looks phenomenal, right? Uh, that sequence with Guillermo Toro's explaining the baby thing. Uh, and and that, that scene there. And I, I've been staying away from trailers uh, since the last trailer that came out, the big one that came out. Um, because I, I'm I'm good. I don't want to do. I don't want to know anything else. Um, but I think that trailer, the one that highlighted uh, uh, Dead Man uh, Guillermo Toro's character in the game, 
that gave you a lot of information. Um, you know, they talk about the Norman Reedus looks at the baby and he's like, oh, the baby's looking at me. And so, uh, dude, he's going to get attached to And then he's like, oh, don't get attached to the baby. You know, it's, he's just a, a tool. He's not a baby, you know, a real baby. So he's going to get attached to the baby, man. Absolutely. we saw it on the first trailer. It's very symbolic. Crying. Yeah, it's- yeah. So something's gonna happen with the baby. Like he's gonna get attached to that kid. Does the, the, doesn't the baby represent like his own like like Kojima's creations, right? Like Metal Gear to some degree, right? Some, like, something like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, something like that. Uh, Joe, and speaking of Kojima and Metal Gear, um, something that I learned over the week was that there's rumors that I mean, Gamescom last day is tomorrow, but there was rumors that there was gonna be a revised version of Metal Gear Solid Five coming out. Uh, that's going to have a reworked story and uh, basically all the cut content that didn't make it into uh, the Phantom Pain. So I don't know. It may or may not happen. I, I mean, Konami is doing really strength things with their IPs right now. So, I mean, I don't, it's a 50, 50. I don't, I don't doubt it, but I don't buy it. It's, it's one of those. Right. Um. So, so we'll see on that, but yeah, that's trending, man. It's, Pretty freaking interesting, dude. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, there wasn't any. I mean, we've seen some other things that that are you know here and there. Nothing uh, major got announced, uh, other than what we already knew. Um, but overall, that that Jeff Keighley show was really long. It was just basically a recap of the E three trailers that we've already seen, except for the Death Stranding stuff. Um, but yeah. Um, you know, things are happening. I mean, uh, there's a lot of indie games that I got announced. Um, again, most indie games are not my cup of tea, but there's some really cool things out there. Um, one big thing, Joel, is that, um, a lot of people have been able to get their hands on the switch Lite now, um, because they were highlighting it. So, uh, so they're, they're saying how it does feel like a, basically like a successor to the 3ds. Uh, basically in uh, and its form factor and you know how it feels so I think that's what the, that was Nintendo's intentional along was to create a, a successor to the 3DS of course the 3DS um, is technically no longer supported they're still being manufactured but uh, there are no new games coming out um, so yeah we'll see man it looks um, things are happening keep your eye out um, the, uh, the next big piece of news, Joe, that, that we can, again, go circle back to PlayStation is that, uh, there was a patent that was leaked with a supposed design for the PS5. Um, I, I do have an update on that because it's confirmed that that is a dev kit. Ah, it's not cool. the console. Okay. That's cool. For so, that. but it is confirmed by a developer that that is indeed what the dev kit looks like. Okay. So, um, and that's why on the rendering, which is a very strange V shape with a lot of vents on the side, it looks like an old Alienware computer. I was telling you, yeah. Um, because it has a lot of vents on the sides and, uh, it looks tall It's just a weird looking thing. And it has like six USB port, uh, ports in the, in the front and it has indicator lights or, you know, indicator switches or sorts on the front. So, um, you know, more than likely to show like memory bandwidth and things like that. So, uh, so it is confirmed that that is, that is a, um, 
a dev kit, not the console. So uh, based on that, now they're saying that they're going to follow the same thing they did with a PS4 and that sometime in February or March of next year, they will have a reveal event and the console will come out in November next year. So uh, we're um, a little over a year and a couple months, a year, three months away from uh, next gen hitting. Uh, I don't know if the Xbox, Xbox is going to come out sooner. I mean, in my opinion, they should come out at the same time because, I mean, Xbox One X came out a year after PS4 Pro. A lot of people just bought an Xbox One X. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to be very happy. So, uh, you know, you have to take that into consideration. And of course, you know, um, the uh, uh, PS4 is reaching 100 million. Uh, you know, it's it, they have to do something for the next gen. It's it's about time. You know, it's been um, five years and you know almost six years. So, um, I think that uh, the timing would be would be right for uh, actually showing this next year, Joel. But uh, that being said, man, uh, well, initially that we thought that this was the, the console when it leaked. Uh, what do you think of this design, if this was real? If this was real, um, it definitely would have not swayed me on like if I would buy it or not, but it definitely would make me be like, well, it's not necessarily the good-looking console of the future. It definitely was not the the pretty console, right? But like, it is kind of cool to me, like how like it's a big like five essentially. So that's kind of. Yeah. That, that's kind of that's kind of cool like you know for for at least and knowing that's for a dev thing i think that's that's where it comes really cool like it's like oh yeah like can't forget what that one is you know when <laughs> it's sitting on the desk right but um but no like looking at it first glance i was like it doesn't make sense why the future looks like this like we're, you know this is going to be your console for the next you know, five six years i don't think that's the way you want it to look necessarily so i'm sure it'll be a nice slim design whatever ends up being in the end, right? Just something easier for people to uh, to explore this, uh, what those console capabilities are, right? But yeah, Obed, like you talked at the end there about, you know, timing. I'm not going to say it's about the right time. I'm going to say like it's, they have <laughs> Sony, well, next, has, next year. Sony has the choice. Like it's great. They're in such a great situation. They can literally choose to do this right now. Like they, there's no rush to do it, but they can choose to do it. And so with, you know, Xbox making the announcement and no real um, further aside from we're working on something, I think the wise thing, what really benefited at least PS4 was that they were the first ones to really hit the ground running and they delivered on what they, they put out there. So I know that they're, when they do it again, that hopefully will be the same type of strategy, right? Like when they put it out there, which I think you're right, I think it will be next year at some point, early to mid next year, um, that it will be around like, you know, we're going to announce this stuff and we're going to hit the ground running again and full on PS5 Steam. I mean, you can definitely see that from um, all their plans on, on different IPs, timings of release dates, things that are not been announced yet. You can definitely tell how they've set a lineup up for the, the end of the PS4 kind of, not that obviously there will be cross-platform stuff right between the two, uh, that cross-generation. But like generally yeah. speaking, you can see where their focus is on where they're going to make that hard shift. And I think we definitely are seeing all signs point to early next year. Dev kits are out there. It's happening, Obed. Yeah, it's happening. Um, the, uh, the yeah, I mean, what you mentioned is going to be it, 
based on the rumors is going to be backwards compatible. Uh, Joel, story time. So when the Dreamcast came out uh, back in nine nine ninety nine, which will be twenty years in a couple of weeks, incredible. So um, I remember when I was in the uh, computer lab in college, and I was uh, I was looking up Dreamcast stuff. I was like, I, I just got the Dreamcast, and I was so excited, and and oh my god, Marvelous is Capcom. This is great. It's just like the arcade, arcade perfect. Soul Calibur is better than the arcade. This is great. So. Um, when I was, uh, I was do- looking at Dreamcast stuff and then I stumbled upon, uh, a Dreamcast is dead thing, uh, like a thread or, or on a, on a, uh, you know, a group or I can't remember if it was, if it was GameSpot or something. And, and this guy was giving like a, a, a quote unquote leak of the PS2 of what the PS2 was, was going to be. Mm. And he was saying, it's like, dude, this thing's going to come out and Dreamcast is going to like die in a year because it's going to, it's going to get demolished by the PS2 because the PS2 is just leaps and bounds above the Dreamcast and just the controller alone, the, you know, it's thousand times better. The Dreamcast controller is not my favorite. That's, you know, uh, no surprise there, but, uh, but the console itself, you know, it's in my heart, but uh, I mean, no, it's not, not my heart's actually right next to me right here <laughs> so not plugged in though but it's there it's there i still have it <laughs> um and 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 yeah this like supposed leak was 100 right man so the, the the specs were right the control the everything that this supposed leak uh leaker was saying was true and sure enough the ps2 came out and a year later the dreamcast was discontinued so um like this was like spot on and I think that this may be the plan that Sony's doing. Sony's probably going to hold off until Microsoft announces and then do their thing. Um, I think they're because I think that their their device is is going to be substantially more powerful, and it's probably going to cost us a hundred dollars more this time around. Yeah, but but the difference but the difference yeah. in in power. It's gonna be it's gonna be significant. So, um, uh, I do see the the PS5 B more than the next Xbox, um, but it's probably because it's gonna be a, a more powerful console overall. Um, we'll see. Uh, I'm I'm excited. Uh, Joe, one thing that broke uh, right before we started the show uh, is that the uh, director for the Uncharted movie quit. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, again, Sony Pictures, man, they got a the PlayStation's killing it, but Pictures, I don't know what's going on there, bro. Which Tom Holland is supposed to be starring in that movie as well. So yep. very interesting. He yeah. reportedly unfollowed Sony Pictures today on social media, <laughs> on and social I, media. I checked it out, and it is true. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy drama, man. That's how you trash talk now. You just unfollow people. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day, you had to say things. Now you just block them. <laughs> yeah. Now it's like, don't even talk to me. Oh, that's great. Uh, also, we do get, we did get confirmation that the Joker movie is going to be a hard R. I'm a little bit concerned about that movie, Joel, because the movie comes out in like a month and a half where we have not seen another trailer. Yeah, no one, no one's really talking about the movie, so it's a very much a mystery of what we're gonna get, right? Yeah, yeah, I, and I think that they're probably playing into that sort of mystery thing. They're gonna, you know, 
uh, I'm hoping this movie's good. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm hoping this movie's sure. good. Um, so uh, I'm hoping for the best, but at the same time, I am concerned because we haven't seen any more trailers since that initial teaser. So, uh, which to be honest with you, I don't need anything else because that teaser was S rank teaser, best teaser that I've seen in a very, very long time, Joe. So, um, but we will see what happens with the Joker. But if we want to keep up with all that stuff, Joel, where can people find us? Yeah, that's right. Thank you guys for watching our show. We want to make sure you stay connected with us. So go ahead and give us a follow on our social media at no low time. That's at no low time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Uh, also make sure you're a subscriber, right? It's really important. You can hear all of our latest episodes as they drop. So go ahead and subscribe to our podcast version on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Also, you can subscribe to our video version on YouTube as well. Go ahead and share it with your friends and family. In addition to that, uh, we also want to make sure you guys always feel welcome to send your feedback uh, and comments, questions, maybe something you would like to discuss that we talked about here on the show or something that you think would be interesting for us to discuss on the show. Go ahead and send an email to nolotime at gmail.com. That's nolotime at gmail.com. Thank you so much, guys, and we look forward to talking with you more in our next episode. Thank you, guys, and we'll see you again next time.